This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Happy Monday, everybody. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071 streaming live. At mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. No, no Bradley Trainer. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 absolutely no Bradley Trainer for you. He <laughs> is off uh, on a much deserved vacation this week. Holly Roberts is here with me. We're just doing the thing. Hey, hey, Holly, a uh, little on air production. Um, oh, you're having the same problem. You know what? Here's the deal. I don't know what's happening on the internet right now, but I can't download the app store. Oh. I can't get into my Google Hangouts. You may be experiencing the same thing, but rest assured that we're still broadcasting over the air. Yes, this is true. Okay, so FYI, because we always like to like lay the groundwork when we're having technical difficulties, uh, we maintain a social distance at the radio station as Yay. well, which means we all broadcast from different areas of the building. And the way we on our show have uh, kind of worked around the inability to be in a room together is that we use Google Hangouts so we can actually look at each other. It's an important part of doing radio together. Well, for some reason, none of that is working right now. So we're just going to deal. Nothing is working right Nothing now. Nothing is working. Pew, pew, pew. All right. Let's just <laughs> let's put that aside because that is small potatoes in comparison to um, we had some major losses this week. And one of them. I immediately, when I learned about the passing of Olivia de Havilland, the very first thing I did is text Bradley Trainer because if there's one thing I know about both you, Holly, and Bradley Trainer, old Hollywood is like a sweet spot for both of you. Oh yeah, and I have heard the name Olivia de Havilland. I can't tell you how many times in the last few years working with the two of you, and um, always, always in reference to the fact that she was older than the Hills. And that she was like a last fixture of the golden age of Hollywood. And so I thought, you know, I'm not probably the only one who's not well-schooled on who Olivia Daviland was. And so, Holly, I've asked for your expertise, your expertise today and telling us kind of why. I mean, of course, any loss of any person is a big deal. But why specifically the loss of Olivia de Havilland at the age of 104, by the way, um, was such a huge deal? Yeah, to your point, Colleen, Olivia de Havilland was really the one of the last living links to the golden age of Hollywood. Now, there are still, you know, I say that with a caveat because there are still a couple of child actors that are still alive. One would be Margaret O'Brien. She's the little girl that Judy Garland sings to. Oh, yeah. Have yourself a very... Christmas. <laughs> Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so she's still alive. And also, uh, some people don't know that Dean Stockwell, Al from Quantum Leap, 
He was a MGM child star, and he oh. started movies with Gene Kelly and Frank Sinatra. And so they're still alive, but their experience of being classic Hollywood stars is very different because they were children. Sure. Back in the day. Olivia de Havilland was a grown bleep woman, and she was really our last adult link to the golden age of Hollywood. She starred in Gone with the Wind. Just to put that into perspective, that movie well, came out in 1939, and she was an adult actor nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her performance in that movie. And how interesting is it that Gone with the Wind has been on our lips uh, recently due to some of the unrest and uh, that we've been experiencing in the um, decision of uh, streaming services to pull it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a, a movie that Olivia de Havilland was well known for. Yeah, so it's one of those perspectives, just thinking about yourself you in 2020, your adult self. Well, Olivia de Havilland was having those experiences back when Gone with the Wind was coming out. That's crazy. That's crazy. But there are a couple things, Colleen, I think that we should appreciate Olivia de Havilland because she was a bad bleep. She was amazing. She is the reason, Olivia de Havilland, that we have Hollywood in the iteration that we have right now. So you might not know this, but Olivia, there's a law that is called the de Havilland Law. And it's because Olivia de Havilland sued her movie studio because of contracts. So back in the day, back in the golden age of Hollywood, there were big movie studios like MGM, Warner Brothers, Columbia, etc. And the way that they worked with actors is that they would sign them to seven-year contracts. Mm. And it, essentially, they would own you for seven years. But the problem with these contracts is that they would be for seven years, but the studios would do a workaround and be like, mm, okay, so this is for seven years, but this is for seven years that you're actually working on the set. And we're only going to count the days that you're actually working towards your seven years. <gasps> oh. Right? So they're trying to be a little dirty, dirty with those contracts. And Olivia de Havilland, and with those contracts, I'll add, that they were very restrictive. You showed up to work. And you did the movies that they told you that you would do. You could not complain. You could not petition. You couldn't do anything because you were under that contract. Well, Olivia de Havilland, being one of many stars under these contracts, was really upset by this. She was under under contract with Warner Brothers because it would be like, all right, Olivia, we're going to have you play the ingenue for the 13th time. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't want to do the ingenue anymore. I am an actor. I am an artist. I want to stretch my wings. And I actually want to get out of this contract. You know, one of the people that, that when we think about those contracts that, that springs to my mind, and I, I'm sure to a lot of people's minds, is Judy Garland. Because you we we have heard a lot about what those contracts did to her as a person. When the studio owns you, they own every part of you. Right. Um, and so, you know, they were shoving pills down her throat to try to keep her a certain size. Um, and we know that as part of her story, a tragic part of her story. And all of that is due to the way that the studios contracted with the actors. Yeah. Right? And, exactly. And so... Olivia de Havilland wasn't having any of this, and so she sued. She filed a lawsuit in 1943 against Warner Brothers. She's awesome for She's this. awesome. Now, she, and she understood by filing this lawsuit that it could ruin her career mm-hmm. and that she could never work in Hollywood again. And she persevered. She persevered for over a year and a half, and they settled in Olivia de Havilland's favor. And that was the beginning of the end of the Hollywood studio system with that kind of cavalcade of Mm. actors. And then eventually, you know, there are all a bunch of number of things that eventually led to the Hollywood we know today. But because she had the guts to stand up against studio bosses like Jack Warner 
And I love this. Yeah, that we have the studio or we have Hollywood in a way that uh, benefits actors. And we wouldn't have had it without her. That is so fascinating. Yeah. Um, But that's not the only reason why we should, you know, that's a big reason. You know, that's like a mark on history. But there were also elements of Olivia de Havilland's. Okay, I'm going to start over. There are also elements of Olivia de Havilland's personal life that were very interesting, like uh, her relationship with her sister, right? Oh, Colleen. Oh, this is like the juiciest, one of the juiciest Hollywood feuds of all time. So Olivia de Havilland had a sister, equally talented actress named Joan Fontaine, and they hated each other. Now, the roots of their hatred, essentially, it's just like you have a sibling and you don't get along with them. Mm-hmm. That, like, that's it. They, I, It seems like from the get-go, from everything that I can understand, they just did not get along. They just did not like each other. And it predated anything that had to do with their Hollywood career. So I'm going to give you this example of what happened back in the day. So Olivia de Havilland was the editor at their high school newspaper. And they're only 15 months apart. So naturally, they went to high school together. Yeah. Here's what Olivia apparently published as a fake will in this newspaper in high school. Olivia, quote, wrote a fake will. And it said, I bequeath to my sister the ability to win boys' hearts, which she does not have at present. <gasps> oh, my I mean, gosh. That is some heist. That is petty corner junction no material kidding. right there. So this played out... Like, decades. that is like some real housewives, uh, you know what. Oh, I mean, total housewives stuff. Apparently, Joan Fontaine, the story goes that she met with the producer of Gone with the Wind, David O. Selznick, to read for the role of Scar- Scarlett O'Hara, because everybody did that back in the day. That was super coveted. It was like basically the casting of Anastasia Steele in Fifty mm-hmm. Shades of Grey. Everyone read for it. So she read with it with the producer and then the producer, David O. Selznick, said that she was too glamorous for the role. And so upon hearing that, she was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I can, you know, send over Olivia, the less glamorous <laughs> person for this role. And she eventually played Melanie and she was nominated for an Oscar for that oh role. My they also were nominated for Oscars at the same time, sitting at the same table. And Joan Fontaine, the little sister, won the Oscar. I mean, there is so oh. we don't have time to go into the petty quarter junction of Olivia de Havilland and Joan Fontaine, but understand this. It's the equivalent of the Hemsworth brothers and the Kardashians fighting with each other for decades. Did they ever reconcile? No, not really. Oh, wow. No, they, they kind of did. And then their mom passed away in the 70s. And then they just hated each other. And then the it all started it. again. And then it all just started again. So petty court. Here's the thing. On the Colleen and Bradley story, we'd like to talk about Petty Quarter Junction. We'd like to talk about publationships. We talk about all of these things. Understand that these are not new concepts Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. No, but this but this feud between these sisters was not for publicity. No. This was a real situation. Yeah. Now we would see it play out in such a different way. And right. it would be for publicity, right? But this was like legit legit okay and then and then she and then olivia de Havilland, who died at the age of 104 over the weekend um she also had an entanglement and not in the jada pinkett smith way with um ryan murphy the producer yeah one of the reasons we talked about olivia de Havilland in the past couple of years is because she sued ryan murphy because of that show feud betty and jones so that was ryan murphy's 
real life story of the feud between Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. Well, Olivia de Havilland was like, mm, I was not the biatch that you said I was, and I was not gossipy. So she sued him. <laughs> and it went all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States. They rejected it. They're like, no, we're not really going to get into this petty quarter junction over here. But you know what? Here's the thing with Olivia de Havilland. I don't. I never met the woman, but from all I can tell and all the accolades that she received, she was the real deal. And she was willing to toe the line in a way that not many celebrities are willing to do. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, and and she really did pave the way for so many strong women in Hollywood to dig their heels in and get get stuff done in a way that benefits the actor and not the people who benefit from the actor. Yeah, every right? yeah, every singer single actor in Hollywood definitely owes a debt, debt of gratitude to, to Olivia to have No one. kidding. That is wild. Well Holly, thank you for schooling us. Oh you're welcome. When we come back, we're gonna get schooled on all the dirt straight from Hollywood. Elizabeth Reese is bringing us a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. The beautiful Elizabeth Reese has arrived with so much dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, friends. Hey. How are you? Good. Good, good. Okay, I have to talk about Regis Philbin, of course. I know. Um, the loss yeah. of Regis Philbin over the weekend at 88 years old. And um, I wanted to let you know, we've had a lot of fun with Regis Philbin over the years on Twin Cities Live. So we're going to show you some of those clips. Oh, that's today awesome. And throughout the week of time that we've spent with him. And then also, um, some of you might know that Blue Ribbon Baker Marjorie Johnson absolutely adored Regis. Yeah. And her dream was to cook with him. And so that happened. And um, she got to spend some time with him. So we're going to show you a bunch of clips today and then throughout the week. Because ABC is going to air a special this week, um, all about the life and the legacy of Regis Philbin. And oh, just I love this. What type of, you know, contributor he was to broadcasting in general. I mean, and for such a long time, I mean, obviously, I remember watching live with Regis and Kathy Lee at the time. For sure. That was a daily part of my life oh, when yes. I was growing up. I remember my mom watching it in the kitchen. I mean, they came into your home. I know. And they were really at least on a national scale, I know that we had started, is this lore true that, that that show was partially based on good company, which was a local show. I, I don't know if it was based cause I don't know if the timing works out because good company was on from, Oh gosh, 1982 to 94. I think it was a 12 year yeah. run and I might be off a couple years on the actual years that it was on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And... 
Kelly or uh, Kathy Lee and Regis were on for 15 years together. He was on the show for 23 years total. So I would have to figure out the exact timing. But certainly, you know, they were very similar in that they shoot out of WABC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like Good Company. And then now Twin Cities Live shoots right out of um, KSTP here. And so they still continue to shoot out of WABC. So awesome. I mean, they're right out of the local station there. And they do. I mean, they really were kind of. Per the one of the first kind of personality based morning type shows that I remember yeah, as and a it child. Yeah, it was in a time too. I mean, now obviously the show is still on. The, it dominated the ratings so well because it was just in a time where there weren't, you know, we didn't have all those other options. Yeah, right. it's like the audience is more splintered. Yeah, well, and then Regis, you know, doing everything from hosting Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, right? And then live with Regis and Kathy Lee, that was like mid to late career for Regis Philbin, where yes. he had done right. decades of hosting those kinds of shows all across the country. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. And then when Kathy Lee left, he continued on with Kelly Ripa, and the show has continued since. You know. Um, there are a couple stories that I want to share with you. Number one, Regis Philbin's final resting place um, will be at his alma mater. So oh. he loved Notre Dame University mm-hmm. in South Bend, Indiana, more than anything else. And he will be buried at Cedar Grove Cemetery on the campus of Notre Dame. They are going to have a funeral service to honor him at the Basilica of the Sacred Heart in South Bend. Um, a date hasn't been set for that yet, but he stayed involved with the school. He donated $2.75 million to the university in 2001 to create the Philbin Studio Theater, which is a performance art venue on campus. He graduated from Notre Dame in 1953. Wow. With a sociology degree. And then, of course, he was a Notre Dame sports super fan, which he would lose his mind over Notre Dame football on his uh, morning show. Oh, I remember that. For many years. Yes. Yeah, just... What a what a wonderful tribute to him. Yeah, and and I know that in the coming days, um, like you said, you'll be doing a little remembrance for him on Twin Cities Live. There will be so many awesome remembrances of what a great career he had and totally. what a good person he was, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. Just stories of the way that he related to actual human beings. Yeah, yeah. He loved people. Kathy Lee Gifford is recalling the last time she saw Regis, and it was just two weeks ago. And she said, we had the best time. And after they left, I thought to myself, Lord, is that the last time I'm going to see my friend? Um, Because their friendship was, they were very, very close friends off camera and then did very well on camera together. So Kathy Lee Gifford is spending most of her time at her new home in Tennessee. And she said she visited with Philbin and Joy weeks ago when she was back in New York. And she said that he just appeared to be a little bit more frail than her last time seeing him. Yeah. And she said every time she gets to New York, that's the first call she makes is to Regis and Joy. When can we get together? Can we have lunch? Um, so they came over to about two weeks ago is what she said. And she said, I saw Reed get out of the car with joy and I just sensed more fragility in him that I'd seen than I'd seen in him since the last time in January out of LA. Oh. And she said, they just laughed their, themselves silly. They were always picking up right where they left off, which, you know, that was so, I do want to say this on air. Chemistry is not something that you can, that can be taught. No. Um, and sometimes that chemistry comes with a genuine friendship. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Um, but but they really did seem to have such a beautiful friendship in addition to 
the fact that they had dynamite on air chemistry. For sure. Mm -hmm. And their relationship was definitely different than like Regis's relationship with Kelly Ripa. And they paid tribute to him today as well, because, you know, I think they were just in such different times in their life. I mean, remember Kathy Lee Gifford, while she's 66, her husband died. Her husband was, you know, 20 years older than her. Right. And so they kind of, I think they kind of ran the same life and mm-hmm. had like the same circles and the same sort of social things, Kathy Lee Gifford. And also coming from the, a similar generation of broadcasters. For sure. Of a, how you do the job and what it means to be a co-host. I just feel like that also probably contributed a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And Kelly Ripa says people still call her Kathy Lee oh, regularly. Boy. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, really? Sure. Doesn't that show you? Yes. Yes. I talked to Kelly Ripa like a few years ago and she was like, people will still say, hey, Kathy Lee. <laughs> And, you know, I get it because it roll like I still will call that show live with Regis and Kathy Lee. I know. And it is Kelly and Ryan. Yeah. If you could see me. Exactly. <laughs> it just shows the kind of legacy that they've left. So um, those are some details on the death of Regis Philbin. I did want to tell you, too, that I just love Rebel Wilson. She um, posted a picture of herself in this green bikini as her year of health journey continues. So this is what she's doing. It. She's calling it the year of health. And she started it in January, and that's what she called 2020. And she says, even if you have to crawl towards your goals, keep going. It'll be worth it. Try and give a little bit of effort each day. That's been her thing, though. She'll do, like, the year of fun, Mm -hmm. the year of whatever. Um, But I like that idea of the year of something instead of going, my resolution. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I agree with you. And I also, you know, here's, I do just want to say this because, we're getting a lot of headlines about her journey and I feel better about that because she's being really public about it. Right. So it doesn't feel as voyeuristic and judgy and sort of like awkward as an Adele situation. Exactly. It's not a passive aggressive daily mail headline. Right. Exactly. Right. It's her talking about this and she's, I mean, she's putting herself out there and her journey and her path and she's choosing to try to be an inspiration. Also, um, real quickly, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas welcome their first child. (gasps) Yay! Welcome to the world, baby. There you go. Thank you, Elizabeth Reese. Thanks. Hey, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Oh, the technical difficulties abound off the air on the Colleen and Bradley show. (laughs) (laughs) My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, not here. Uh, He's on a much deserved vacation. He'll be back next week. But Holly Roberts and I are holding down the forte to hang out uh, with you for the next, you know, few days. But right now. We're just focused on the next couple hours <laughs> and trying to get our um, off-the-air communications. Oh, good Lord. We're having a time, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's Before time. we get to the 30-second pop culture challenge, I just want to, again, I know we talk about this all the time, but we're socially distanced even when we're on the air. And we have a way of communicating so that we can see each other and uh, talk directly to each other. Well, we're having some Wi-Fi issues at the station. So now Holly and I are trying to figure out how to use our phones. I mean, it's a mess and propping them up and whatever. But we're good now. I can see you. So now let's play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second 
Challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? Uh, who's on the phone today? Hope. We have Emily. We have Emily on the line. And what is Emily playing for? Emily is playing for one of these. The My Talk t-shirt, I think. Okay, sounds good to me. Um, all right, Emily, are you ready to play ready. the game? You know how this works. The time will begin after I ask you the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. In the movie Back to the Future, Marty McFly time travels to what year? Pass. Sandra Bullock won her Oscar for her performance in what movie? We should just give up now. I'm not. No, no, no. We're going to keep going. What is the name of Taylor Swift's latest album? (laughs) This is awful. That is not the name, but I will move on. Will I Am is a member of what band? Black Eyed Peas. Who originally performed the voice of Bugs Bunny? No, no. Okay, let's go back to the beginning. In the movie, back to the... Oh, Emily, I'm so sorry. We did not get all of those questions answered. However, um, thank you for playing. And uh, you can play again tomorrow because we do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley show. All right. So, Holly, let's get to those questions she did not get correct. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. In the movie Back to the Future, Marty McFly time travels to what year? 1955. Sandra Bullock won her Oscar for her performance in what movie? The Blind Side. What is the name of Taylor Swift's latest album? Folklore. Uh, she did get Will I Am as a member of Black Eyed Peas. Who originally performed the voice of Bugs Bunny? That would be Mel Blanc. Those ones are hard ones, Holly. Hey, sometimes you, you gotta, know, you gotta get, get zesty. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items, which Holly's brought for us. And I believe is our friend Donna Valentine joining us. Hi. Yay! Yay! Donna and I are going to guess uh, these blind items in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Ooh, we got hot celebrity gossip mysteries to solve. Listen carefully, Colleen and Donna. Hey. And try to solve, solve this. If things go to heck... Now the A-plus lister and his celebrity wife have a place they can disappear to forever and not be found. Ooh. Do you have something in mind, yes. Colleen? I think I might, too. Okay, who do you think it is? Well, I was thinking, okay, I'm probably wrong, but I was thinking of J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez. Mm. Okay. 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 Um, can I guess who I think it is? Please. I'm going to guess that it's... Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, now we've got okay. some work oh, cut out. Okay, folks. all right. Now um, this is a story that is making headlines today. Okay, A plus, A plus, A plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. A plus, and a cele- and a celebrity wife. Yes, I mean she a celebrity. Was- that's like so. Is this like a Kanye and Kim thing? No, mm. this person, everybody knows his name. And the, I think calling his wife celebrity is not rating her. She's probably B-list. Mm-hmm. Clooney? No. That's what I was going to say, too. Oh, but that, right? But that, oh. Can okay. you read it just again? I was so sure. Okay. All right, so listen carefully. If things go to heck, now the A-plus lister and his celebrity wife have found a place they can disappear to forever and not be found. Disappear to forever. Why would they want to disappear and never be found? 
Right? Okay, so is it someone in trouble with some... No, these people aren't in trouble. But it's just, you know... They don't want to be bothered. The world such as... And whatnot. And mm-hmm. maps. And maps. Yeah. And U.S. Americans. Uh, this person, this A-list actor, A-plus-list actor, has won two Oscars. Okay. okay he's he's b- very beloved. Okay. American icon. An American icon. Tom Hanks. <gasps> Ooh. Oh. No, that makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. Why? Oh, you'll... Just hold the oh, phone. Oh, boy. Okay, <laughs> fill in the blank and then tell us why that makes sense. Okay, so... If things go to heck, now Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have a place they can disappear to forever and not be found. Headline, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson celebrate becoming Greek citizens. <gasps> wow. So, right? Uh, oh. Apparently, they both received Greek passports in recognition of the family's help in raising funds for victims of a deadly wildfire near Athens back in 2018. And if you look at the picture... Uh, I believe this is the Prime Minister of Greece, but if you look at the picture, it's weird. It's weird. Uh-huh. Tom Hanks looks weird. Mm-hmm. I don't, hmm. I just, you know, weird. Weird it's, in what way? Look at his face, Donna. Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. okay. I wasn't logged in or anything. It's just very, it's interesting. It's interesting. And why would they get Greek passports for helping raise right? funds for a wildfire? And why do they why do they want to go away? Well, okay. Did I miss something? I don't think so. I just think there's there's something there's some skullduggery uh mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. I won't call it tomfoolery. Um <laughs> but Tom Hanks, you know, is highly involved in the development of a vaccination for coronavirus. Yeah. You know, there's stuff happening in the world such as you and know, whatnot and, and maps. maps. <laughs> so is it because you're saying this because he's being an advocate for masks and donating plasma and No, he's literally like a financial backer backer of um some stuff. Oh, just you know, and I think that that is actually proven. Like that's not tinfoil hats, right, Holly? Uh, you know, I sometimes can't I speak- can't tell the difference <laughs> between our tinfoil hats and reality. Uh, well, it's tough. So, <laughs> so we'll move on. Can I just ask you? The yes. picture is of he and Rita and another couple, and they're holding their passports up. Yeah. Yes. He looks like he's being held captive. <laughs> he looks yes. like he's like, I don't know why I'm here. And that's the Prime Minister of Greece. Mm. Okay. The Hellenic Republic. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. It's just, it's weird. It's interesting. It's interesting. Weird. Okay. Right, here weird. It's real weird. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. I think you'll understand very quickly. Okay. At least half a dozen players are bringing in different strippers and escorts into the bubble every night. Ooh. Um, are we? T- is this like a basketball thing, or is this baseball? Baseball. Oh, Ooh. which is could explain why aren't there twenty four members yeah. of one team that have tested? Positive? I believe the Marlins. Yes, mm. headline: Marlins Orioles game yeah. postponed due to COVID nineteen outbreak, resulting in at least eleven player cases. Okay, so here's the thing: I actually, Donna, this is so great because I'm going to throw it back to your show. Okay, um, <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley show because you were talking at the very end of your show. Mm-hmm. A little bit about how different sports, um, different sports teams or, or 
types of sports are handling how they're going to play differently. Sure. And like basketball is like, we're just going to bubble. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Bubble up. So deuces, rest of the world. We're going to like do our thing in our own bubble. Separate ourselves from the rest of the... Right. You know. And I think that part of that... I mean, listen, I am no sports person. However, basketball is an impossible sport to social distance in. Yes. Impossible. Baseball lends itself pretty well to some social distancing. Sure. There are definitely, you know, times during a game where you're not social distanced. Right. But for the most part, social distancing is possible. But that's why, to me, it felt really alarming to hear, like, 24, like, full-on outbreak. Yeah. Well, and then what the blind item is saying is that these players aren't, honoring the bubble no because letting people into the bubble yeah because so they can right. look at bubbles yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're picking up what i'm laying down and Got i it. think you are mm-hmm. um donna as much as i would like to do one more will you just come back tomorrow okay okay good thank thanks you thanks for having me guys no, have a good show thank you for coming and for showing up thank you donna um we'll do more blind items with donna tomorrow and when we come back on the colleen and bradley show Like I said earlier in the show, there have been some, this weekend was a pretty difficult weekend in terms of celebrity deaths, and we've talked about it a little bit. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. The death of Regis Philbin, a beloved TV icon, uh, gone, and we're going to talk a little bit about him when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Thank you, Hope. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Nope. Nope. He's not here. Uh, he's on vacation. Holly and I are hanging out with you today. We'll bring you to three o'clock and then we'll hand it off to Lori and Julia. Uh, but, you know, this weekend was a tough weekend when it came to news about some major celebrity deaths. Um, and and I dare I say icons, both of them. Yeah. Um, and there were other I, I should also mention, I know that one of the original members of Fleetwood Mac also passed away. Also actor John Saxon. Yeah. I mean there was just a there was a lot. It was a heavy weekend. It was a heavy weekend, but specifically the two that stood out to us because of our own connections um to their body of work. We talked a little bit about Olivia de Havilland and, and the impact she had on Hollywood today. Uh her death at the age of one hundred four. And um, also, Regis Philbin died on Friday at the age of 88. Uh, and that came to us from a statement from his family. Um, and of course, 
listen, I grew up with him in my kitchen. We grew up with Regis we in our kitchen. Regis in our kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did. He hosted live with Regis and Kathy Lee, and I just I'm, I remember growing up, and so many people I know do watching him on television. And then if you didn't grow up watching him on that, you grew up watching him on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, right? Right. By the way, Holly, when you were on that show, were you on the Regis version or were you on the um, Meredith Vieira version? I was on the Meredith Vieira version. Okay. And she was a delight. And she was a delight. And, you know, by all accounts, Regis Philbin, also a delight. Um, Just kind of sharing some, some thoughts about him. I noticed... A status from my friend Joan Steffend. I will just name her. Uh, a lot of people know Joan Steffend. She um, did. I did a show with her here on my talk for quite some time. But you would recognize her from um, most notably. I think a lot of people recognize her from the home improvement show Decorating Sense. And she shared um, just an anecdote about being um, on Regis's TV show. She said, quite a few years ago, I was scared out of my mind. There was no chance to meet Regis before we did our live shot. Uh, Just hope that I could keep up with him in his home. She said, there was no time for small talk. He took me by the hand. He made me feel welcome and both shone and let me shine. Uh, She said, I keep hearing from his celebrity friends that he was a true gentleman to them. Well, he was a true gentleman to a nervous non-celebrity stranger, too. Um, Blessings to Regis, and thank you for your kindness, she says. May your kindness continue to ripple out. And I think that those those little stories about a person tell you so much about their character. Totally. Who they were when they weren't trying to be the outward-facing self. Yeah, you can tell in the tributes to Regis Philbin that people don't have to say these kinds of things if it's not warranted. You can you can make a boilerplate statement about the passing of someone, a colleague, Regis Philbin. You know, you can say any number of things, but what is really apparent from Joan Steffen's uh, encounter mm-hmm. with Regis Philbin, with Kathy Lee's tribute to Regis Philbin, David Letterman, that these people really respected Regis Philbin, not only for being a good broadcaster, but for just being a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. And Holly, I know that you have an interesting intersection with Regis. Oh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> Regis is part of the family folklore, Ooh. celebrity family folklore. And we'll get we'll get to that in just a second. Yeah. But I did want to oh, go yeah. back. Speaking of celebrity tributes, I wanted to visit one from his co-worker. Oh. That was, a, that was how should we say this, Minnesota interesting? Yeah. That happened over the weekend, and that would yeah. be from Kelly Ripa, his okay. co-host on what Live. What did she say? I have not looked at it. Well, so this is a tribute that was on Kelly Ripa's Instagram account. And I thought that the photograph was very telling. Now, there have been rumors about Regis Philbin and Kelly Ripa not necessarily getting along so much in the private life. And mm-hmm. that behind the scenes on live with Regis and Kelly, that maybe there was a little bit of drama. Well, the picture that Kelly Ripa put up as her tribute is Kelly Ripa in the foreground. First and foremost, mm-hmm. Regis Philbin, and it's all photoshopped, mm. Regis Philbin in the back. And then Ryan Seacrest over to the other side. And then Mickey Mouse dressed in a Santa Claus costume. What? <laughs> So bizarre. I'm so bizarre. 
Then she makes a boilerplate statement about the passing of Regis Philbin, and this is what it says. And it's also attributed to Kelly and Ryan. So Mm -hmm. this is not a personal message per se, but it is on her personal social media. She said, we're beyond saddened to learn about the loss of Regis Philbin. He was the ultimate class act, bringing his laughter and joy into our homes every day on live for more than 23 years. We're beyond lucky to have him as a mentor in our careers and inspire every day to fill his shoes on the show. We send our deepest love and condolences to his family and hope that they can find some comfort in knowing he left the world a better place. Now, that's a nice sentiment, right? Yeah. But it's very impersonal. It's very much like we have to pay tribute somehow. That's my read. Mm-hmm. And then my read, Colleen, mm-hmm. is buttressed. Oh. I a blind item. Oh. Yes. Yes. NC Lawyer has a little something to say about this. See who this is about. Quite the statement from the daytime talk show host, considering how she did everything she could to make him want to retire so she could have the gig for herself. Ask her how many times she spoke to him in the last decade. Uh, Okay, so this actually goes back to a thing I said when we were talking with Elizabeth Reese, which is this. Um, On-air chemistry with a person cannot be taught you either have it or you don't. And the difficult thing about that chemistry is sometimes there is a genuine relationship attached to it. I will just go, I'll go ahead and say the, on, the on-air chemistry that we have on this show is real. We have it off the air as well. Yes. That is not the case in all places. Sometimes the on-air chemistry is um, is like a vacation from the real vitriol off the air. <laughs> well, and you know, to this, to your point, Colleen, mm-hmm. it's fine yes. if Kelly Ripa and Regis Philbin didn't get along. Absolutely, totally fair and totally fine. But Kelly Ripa's statement on Instagram just further buttresses that theory that hey, they worked together, they had mm-hmm. on-screen chemistry, but. Quite frankly, behind the scenes, they weren't, you know, having a cordial friendship Mm-mm. in the way that you would like to fantasize about. Right. And that's the thing about it is that they just didn't apparently. And and I think that they're I mean, they tried to keep it very private, but it leaks out. Right. When that happens, it leaks out. Yeah. And so um, clearly we got some leakage. Yeah, there's um, no poise pad for celebrity. Thank you. <laughs> Now, um, Holly, you yeah. did mention that there's some family folklore that uh, that that also involves Regis Philbin. And before you tell us about it, I just want people to know, think about your own family folklore as it relates to celebrities. Because, Holly, you have an intersection. With Regis, yes. So Regis, growing up, was in a photograph that was on the family wall because Regis attended my aunt's first wedding. This is so crazy. And he was one of the only guests at the wedding. That's because the guy who she was married to was a producer on his show AM Los Angeles because like we talked about in the Dirt Alert, Regis had been around for decades and one of those shows was AM Los Angeles. So Regis was at the wedding and so there was Regis in the family room. I love it. So what is your family folklore? 651-641-1071. What's your celebrity family folklore intersection? We'll take your calls and talk about that when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071.